It's the Big and Wild Christmas Spectacular with your host, Braden Gunn, Vince Noble, and Slick. Good morning, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors Christmas Day edition. Ho, 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 and the choir And the choir sings. Um, that's it. That's all yeah. I got. You don't want me to That sounds good. I thought we'd have like uh, the sound effects of a you know a crackling little fire in the background and kids running around and you know the sound of uh, you know yeah well bacon la- frying in the kitchen or something. I don't know. Last time I lit a fire in the studio, Shriner got mad. So <laughs> I, I could uh, I could see that uh, getting his attention for sure. Uh, yeah, no, welcome in, everybody. We hope you're having a wonderful and fabulous Christmas morning. We uh, decided to come in and do a, a show of all the past stories that we basically didn't get to for the past week or two. So some of these you may have already heard about. Some of you may not have heard about. But I know I can tell you this much. The voice that's missing in the studio, of course, Bill George. He's out ho-ho-hoing this morning on his uh, brand-new tractor. You know that's what he got for Christmas, so he's got to be out there on his little red, little red tractor. You showed me the pictures of that thing. The thing is like super shiny. You know, it's, it's it, brand new. It better look, be shiny. Look, no, let me you... show you the picture. It's like a uh, you know, brand new, oh, uh, beautiful bad. little uh, tractor. Me and Braden were talking about it on the way up. You don't want a brand new shiny tractor. You want that old one that's been running forever. I want that rusted out looking John Deere green Ooh, or, the, yeah. or the old Ford, the old Ford tractor that's big and giant. Yeah. It's got that red. Yeah, crackly looking paint you know it's like a new car somebody has to buy it first before you can get it used you know what i'm saying i mean i i don't know uh uh i don't know too many farmers in my circle of of, of family and friends and everybody else who ever goes out and buys a brand new tractor they always nope. get one from you know because in their inner circles they're always uh you know i'm looking for a tractor well, you know, my boy Vince down there's got one. He's got one named Kubota Mehandra Deer, uh, you know, Molly Ferguson's over there. You know, he could pick that thing up for cheap. And, you know, that's usually what you do. I know I was telling Slick that I remember the day that uh, Dad brought Betsy home. <laughs> Betsy being the gray uh, painted a thousand times 1942 <laughs> Ford. Tractor. And they probably ran better Dude, than any brand new tractor out there. That tractor ran through everything, and it ran forever. I mean, my dad, I think he literally sold it for what he paid for it uh, like 10 years later. Wow. And the only time that tractor ever got really, really bad was one time out by the hog pen. Uh, there's a kind of a little swale ditch through there, and I remember dad was trying to go through it, and it was all mud and mog, and it, and it just buried the back uh, I'm sure they think weighed a ton. Too. So he got out there with a the shovel, being the uh, Rodney that he is, and went out there and started digging. He's going to dig this thing out, and he just kept filling it with water, filling it with mud, filling it with water, <laughs> filling it with mud, and it was at an angle. So uh, it wasn't like worse. he could get the truck, which was a 1950-something or other that he had. Couldn't pull it out. So you know what his uh, thing was? What did he do? We're going to wait for wintertime when the ground firms up, and then we'll go back and get it. So it literally <laughs> sat out there for like... Four months. <laughs> he sat out there for like four, four months buried up to the to the hubs. And uh, sure as the world, once the ground got cold and it froze up and got a little harder, it was easier to get in there, dig it out, and pulled it right out of there. It was amazing. He pulled it out with a, a 1973 Chevy uh, pickup that had the, had the little back it up posi traction thing, you know. So yeah. when you back it up uh, for like 10 feet, it locks in the lockers and then it pulls it out. And, uh, you know, uh, I think my Uncle Oscar was on the tractor because he wouldn't let me get on it because of the angle. And as Dad was pulling, uh, you know, uh, Oscar was, you know, both wheels trying to get up that hill and got it right out. But that thing sat out there for like five months through the winter and everything. Jumped right on it. You know, that little diesel just fired right up, man. That's not the story you told me, though, that I think everybody wants to hear. What? Which one is the that? one where you take the the same tractor through a barn? Oh, I drove it into the side of the barn. <laughs> what? Yeah. How did you drive it through the side of the barn? Never mind. I'm well, you know, no, 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 no. You, no, you want to know? It's pretty good. Well, if you have you ever driven a tractor like that at all? Not, not an old one. I've driven a new one, but uh, not an old one. Okay. These old ones are the stuff. An old one, <clears throat> you know, you got you control your speed and the throttle on the little handle on the 
steering wheel. Right. You know, you can crank it up to high. That way you can you can turn up the PTO higher and while it's sitting there in neutral and it still runs the PTO. Anyway, on the right side you have two pedals. They're like brake pedals. And they operate the, the, the brakes independently on the right or left side. So you can hit the right side one and kind of give a little bit more of a turn. Yeah, turn yeah. And without turning the steering wheel. Literally, literally, you could steer that tractor by just, you know, touching the brake like a tank. You right, know? right. So then in front of that, on the other side, was the clutch. When you push in the clutch and you put it in gear and you let it out and you give it some gas and it chuck, 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 it takes off. Well, I'm driving and I'm like, hooky dooky, nah, 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 nah. It's probably about maybe... Eight, eight or nine, maybe. I'm driving the tractor, yada, 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 having a great old time. And all of a sudden, the barn's starting to get closer. And it's getting closer. And it's getting really close. <laughs> and now, so I go and I push on the two brakes. I push on the two brakes, and it's not stopping. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a tractor. It's in gear. It ain't going to stop. Brakes are not going to stop it. Not with that much torque that's going through those back wheels back there. So my dad is, of course, running. And he's screaming, push in the clutch! Push in the clutch! <laughs> I don't know what a clutch is. I, I don't know anything about a clutch. Because so you could start them in, like, first gear. Dude, dude, yes. <laughs> so I am, like, literally standing with all my nine-year-old weight on on the brake. <laughs> I'm literally pulling up on the steering wheel and, and, and pushing down with my leg trying to stop this thing, which all it did was kind of lock up the brakes to where the engine was fighting the 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 tires, uh, I mean, it was fighting the brake system. The engine, so it starts chugging. It starts like, dunk, 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 you know, like really hard. <laughs> and it just literally, dunk, 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 its way right into the side of the barn, man. Of course, it was, you know, tin covered barn. So, but boom, I crash in there. And uh, oh, about that Lord. time, as, as the front end is going through, dad jumps on and like puts his hand on the clutch and like reaches over with his left hand and like pops it out of gear and. Puts it down. He goes, this is the blankety blank blank crunch clutch over here. You need to push this in right here. And I'm like, Dad, I didn't know. I don't know anything about it. So, uh. <laughs> I'd have paid to look to see the look on Braden's face as he hit that uh, side of the ball. I can only imagine. The I first, know his father's face. Was <laughs> yeah. Well, you know my dad. But, yeah. <clears throat> but the, the only thing, I'm serious, I wasn't really worried about me so much as I saw the barn coming up and I knew that Lady was in that first stall which was my mother's horse. And all I'm thinking is, oh, my God, I'm going to crush Lady. I'm going to kill the horse. You know, I'm going to kill the horse. And uh, luckily, uh, you know, of course, when the horse heard the tractor coming through, it kind of went back in the back corner of the stall and was, like, looking at us like, what in the heck was that? Seriously? I don't run through your home. Right. Why you let that stupid kid drive that thing? But that was my first... Uh, bad experience i ever had did, on that did, tractor did but. he uh kill you no no uh he got on it backed it out and he said well you didn't bust any wood or anything in there so every farm has spare tin laying around so he's like go there and get two sheets out of there by the chicken coop so you know you go back there and you you know you drag them out muddling and you know and you get up there and pull the nails and boom, boom, boom put it up and you fix it in like uh 20 minutes it's all good you got very, very lucky, my friend, because your father would probably would beat you down. If I'd have drove through it, yeah. If I'd have been going faster and I drove through it and went to the second one and all that, yeah, I we wouldn't have had this conversation. No, no, we would have this conversation. Braden would just have a limp today. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely would probably have one leg shorter than the other. Uh, but that, that was my experience. But uh, Bill George got his new tractor, and uh, I don't know what his evil plans are, but I know that last weekend he. Uh, Stopped by our buddy Glenn's house and borrowed his uh, big old trailer, and he went and picked up a big load of pipe. And so I have no idea what that mad scientist is out doing. He's, uh, you knows? involve a tractor and a pipe, a uh, bunch of pipe and stuff. Who knows? I, Who knows? He, he's got a brand new. And I told Slick, I said, those tractor people. If the it, if tractor it, people, if they, the, that's what they community are. Tractor people. If, if the tractor people would have known what that tractor is going to go through in the hands of Bill George, they'd have went. You know, this thing is just way too nice for us to sell it to you. <laughs> it's yeah, too pretty for you. To, to, uh, the resale it. value on that one, it, it lost its, uh, you know, it, it's a slow degrade when you take a truck off the uh, lot. This <laughs> but, one just went nose diving off. Exactly. <laughs> Because, you know, I think Bill George is one of the original hold my beer guys. Because it's like, uh, 
you know, them palmettas right there, you know, they're really thick, and they've been growing there for 40, 56 years, and he's like, yeah, I can brush hog that. I could see that. I could see him being the original yeah. hold my beer. I just have to back it in piece by, you know, slowly, 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 and back let the blade it, do it. It's, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's and he'll end up, after about uh, eight hours, he'll have a trail cut right through there. Nope. And, and probably go through 12 blades. Well, through another blade. Honey, I need you to run down and go uh, get me another blade. Those blades aren't cheap. No, no, man. Those bush hog blades? No. Ugh. I tell you, oh, speaking of bush hogs and blades, where I grew up, our front yard was, and our backyard was nothing but black walnut trees. I just thought, hold on. That sounds like a really cool bar. Bush hogs and blades. Come on down. Two for one. It sounds like a bar. And a lot of knife fights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Merry I'm Christmas. Sorry. And a, and, a, and a lot of knife fights. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it's an underground fighting ring we got right up under here. <laughs> we had uh, black walnuts in the front yard and the backyard. Uh, tradition out there in Texas with the poor folk back in the day was when a child was born, they would plant black walnut trees. And right. that way, by the time you graduated from high school, that tree had grown for 18 years. And if you ever needed money for college or a truck or anything else like that or anything else like that, you cut that tree down. That tree was worth uh, probably well back then, probably worth two or three grand, maybe for the tree. Yeah, black Get walnut. Oh yeah, for the lumber. Oh yeah, that's expensive wow. wood, man. So uh, they would plant black walnut trees, and uh, you know they'd have them. Uh, you always wanted black walnut trees because that's money in the bank. If you ever needed money, chop down five of them trees. We'll just pay off the house. You know one of the. <laughs> Wow. I did not know that. Yeah, and so uh, the bad thing about black walnuts are they're about a thousand times harder than hickory nuts. <laughs> I mean, when I was a kid, you'd be out there with an anvil and sledgehammer trying to crush these things to eat. I don't know how squirrels get through them. I really don't. <laughs> I mean, they're amazing creatures. But every time my dad would go out and mow with the brush hog, Every time he would turn that thing towards the house, it literally, it sounded like the uh, the trenches over there in France in World War One. I. I mean, you'd literally hear them coming you'd out of the, oh, coming out of the back like that. And you can hear them whizzing out of there. <laughs> Catch on that blade, and it would throw it out. He busted out two sliding glass uh, windows out of the back of the house uh, in the time that we lived there for that. Every time he turned, it'd shoot those things out of so the back. So you never were outside when he was cutting. No, you always stayed inside. Or you never got behind the tractor because you would just, you know, die of multiple uh, black walnut shots. That's hilarious, dude. Oh, my God. Are we taking a break? Is that We are you're? taking oh, a break. Okay, well, he's looking at his watch, and I'm like, okay. So we're going to take a quick break. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors. Uh, Braden, Vince, and Slick hanging out with you. Bill George is tractoring today. Merry Christmas, everyone. We're brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. You can play. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. This is the only time that I turn Saturday. your mic on. You, you turn your mic on all the time. I, I know. I'm sorry. It's, I, I didn't look. I didn't pay it. It's Christmas morning. What do you expect? We're here, man. We're, I, we opened up presents. We're eggnogged out. You know, so come on. No, no, we're doing presents later because of this right here. Right? We did it last night. We The tradition in my family is on Christmas Eve, we get together at one of our houses and have a nice big dinner, hang out. And you know, you know how my mom is. Oh yeah. You know, she has like these little Christmas games and little word play games, and we play games and watch Frosty on TV and Rudolph and just have a good family time. And then midnight, baby Jesus is born, and that's when Christmas starts. Well, I'm sure it was probably in the evening. Uh, that's probably one of the reasons why you can see the star. <laughs> but, but it's a, it, middle of the night. He's right. Uh, it's 12 o'clock at night. What do you I, I don't think it was around midnight or so because remember they had just been walking. I am Roman they, Catholic, and I was. Raised my entire life. Sit, Sorry stand, about kneel, that. sit stand, kneel, pray, and Jesus was born at midnight. Okay. <laughs> now listen here, Father. And the Pope doesn't smoke. So anyway, uh, yeah. Now me and the kids going are gonna to do it. We're gonna do it a little bit later on. And uh, wait, there's no, there's purgatory, and I can buy my way out of there. Can't you do that with the cat? Never mind. So anyway, 
Uh, yeah, we're going to do it a little bit later on and uh, enjoy the day and then uh, probably go roll around over at Bart's and uh, feed ourselves until we pass out for some unknown reason. So I know we talked about last week his his list of side dishes. Has he come up with any other crazy ones? Uh, I don't know what he's going to do for this one. He's, uh, you know, Chefy Shefferson, so, you know, they like to keep things secret and then when they serve it to you they give you the whole list i'm serving you a buttered uh, pecan with a thing and a baby souvade with the blah 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 and the baby blah blah and they give you like this whole list of things <laughs> and you're like so how's it taste it's been i mar- mean it's uh, been marinating for 30 days yeah and yeah. hanging in the air for yeah. 12 yeah and yeah that's yeah picked by the hands of a little old woman who gets up every morning over in uh Bacciano, italy and uh you know i can always tell when he's home from work too like on his days off because there's always that aroma in the air. Oh yeah, he's that's when it's usually uh, on his time off is like experimental time. I surprised I surprised him the other day. I usually was he, it some other curry dish that you had no, brought out? Actually, no. You'd be proud of me. I made a jambalaya. Did you start with a roux? Kinda. Then it's over. Well, we're look, done. look, Bart liked it. He actually said it was pretty good. He yeah, goes, but you know what? He, was he just, wasn't being friendly. He, he wasn't was being. being nice. No, he was being nice. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. Because it, it would have sucked. He would have told me. <laughs> Trust me. No, he would have told me. It was sucked. it on rice? It was on rice. Dirty well, rice. Okay. Well, then uh, it covers up the fact that you didn't have a roux in there. It so. was had had shrimp in it. Ooh. Okay, that that just had, changes everything. It, it had the kibasa in <laughs> it. It does. Kibasa. Yeah, man. You gotta use boudin, man. What I couldn't could find any boudin. Well, yeah. Dude, you live not far uh, away Uncle from John, one. Of, I did Uncle John's. There's well, okay. I'm not gonna poo poo on that because that's good stuff. What are you going to do, Slick? Are you going to sit around and just play with Tonka toys I, and Xboxes all day? What are you doing? Well, mostly. No, actually, after I get done after I get done loading this up and putting this on the uh, website for you guys, I'm on my way to Georgia. I always spend what? the Yeah, I always spend the last week of the holiday season with my family up in Georgia. If you hit anything on the road, call us. <laughs> actually, I'm thinking about one of my one of my first sergeants and I were talking a couple of weeks ago. He uh he's got a big hunting lease up there in Georgia, so I've been kind of like Kissing ass up to him because sure. I want to go up there. He said he had a big deer that's been rolling around out there, so I'm going to see if I can't go find it this year. Go do some dirty work, man. That's we're going to get that phone call. Hey, boys. Yeah. <laughs> I got. <laughs> I, 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 hey, I'd be all happy for you, man. If you see me coming across the big and wild cam, I, I may have gotten lost a little bit. <laughs> that's speaking, not Georgia. Speaking no. of that, I'm sitting here watching over Slick's shoulder, and uh, the big fatty Buddha squirrels have invaded in mass on the on the pile on the feeder today on that giant massive pile of corn they are literally just in heaven this morning uh you want to go check it out you can go to bigandwild.com scroll down to the bottom of the page there and you'll see it it's a big old uh, cam there uh it's one of those things that gets very addictive during the day and i know that uh, vince as well as i at work it's down in the corner <laughs> on the All computer day. i had it up throughout the week during the studio and people were like what the heck is that i was like oh we're just marking our uh marking our future kills right there the, <laughs> the little lady was like oh my god i was like yeah. here's, here's the sad part about it not only we have it on the screen we'll be getting like dude texting each other oh yeah texting uh, back and forth to see that? All you, were you All looking day. were you watching the fight look at the guy that came through at 5 35 and like taking pictures of the screen and it's like <laughs> look at that monster man it's like people at my work go, you got problems. Man. Uh, yeah. you no, no, you don't. No, it's you don't. That's okay. It's addictive. I'm happy with it. I, I had a conversation with a young lady uh, this past week. Her husband was there having a problem with uh, some squirrels. So he was looking for a uh, pellet gun, uh, per se, to help eliminate them. And right. she was vehemently, uh, vehemently against it because she didn't want them dead because she likes the squirrels. And I said, I love squirrels, too. They're delicious. And, boy, I tell you, <laughs> she shot me a look. And while I was there, I brought up the cam, and I turned it around, and I showed her the squirrels that were on the pile. And she's like, what's that website? And I said, see, you can still enjoy the squirrels and, Not you in your can, yard. and enjoy a, a pot of uh, squirrel and gravy and rice over there. <laughs> it's, it's all good. So. Uh, her husband thought it was pretty amazing, but she was not having it in any way. So, moral of the story: Did they get the gun or not? Yes, they did, but uh, they got the little uh, a little Daisy Red Rider because I said this will basically just sting. shoot your eye out. It'll just you know, it'll just don't shoot a sign. 
they they uh it'll, it'll sting them, yeah. but it won't it won't kill them, you know. So she's like, okay, I can live with that. You know? I can't believe they still they still sell those things are yeah no you can go get at Walmart and get one right now. It's one of the top sellers still on the that's planet. Cr- this is, it's crazy. I would s- look if I ever had a kid, that's who. I, that's the first gun you're getting right there. I think I just want to go get one just to get one. Yo, you, you should. should. Everybody <laughs> should. Uh, I, I had one when I was a kid. I don't know what happened to it. I think I'm gonna go buy myself. The one. first one I ever bought B, you know, it was too long, so I literally cut. Cut the stock. Went out in the garage and sh- 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 cut it down. And short barrel BB gun. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, the the stock short stock. So that he could get it up to his shoulder and be able to shoot on it. And I I started with a, a Daisy Red. I think everybody. How much are they running now? Like that, Thirty-five yeah. bucks. I mean, you can you can literally that that's where I learned the fundamentals of shooting is with my Daisy Red Rider. You know, trigger squeeze, proper position, sure. all of it, well, and it's best thing right there. You can teach kids real young. And well, the thing well, is, is, you can let them go in the backyard and do it. And, oh yeah, and, what and, are they going to hurt? And uh, literally, don't shoot at bottles. Don't shoot anything flat. I mean, you have to go through all that with your kids. Right. But you know, cans, a couple of cans out on the fence or whatever. And for for a pack of <laughs> for a pack of three hundred, you fill the thing up and you don't see them for four hours. I used to take my brother's GI Joes. Instead of open the grass, <laughs> bink, bink, that, that, bink. I, we all did that too. King, King Cobra had like the BB, you know, <laughs> indent in his chest. I, my, we used to we used to shoot each other, me and my buddies. We because like you're saying, you really can't hurt anything. And not that I'm saying to do this, but we used BB to shoot at each other. BB gun wars. Oh yeah, wear protective eyewear. Yeah. Wear something. Thin. What the heck's protective Whatever. eyewear? <laughs> yeah, what is that? I I pulled. Uh, I shot a buddy of mine with mine, and it got a BB lodged in his arm. And I remember playing. Uh, surgeon on the back of a bus with a rusty pocket knife trying to pull the bb oh out because he was like yo this doesn't feel right anymore <laughs> <laughs> i remember we used to have those and if you showed up with a crossman 760 you were only allowed one pump oh man you could yeah only go, you could only yeah. go one time and if you had somebody cheated you knew it immediately and it turned into a fight because there was no way dude you pumped that thing like five times man look at my leg inside there's a bb in there <laughs> Oh, I didn't mean to. I forgot. I lost count. And then next thing you know, there's uh, Rumble in the Jungle. Well, so. I will tell you, in four days, uh, it'll be my birthday. So I'm sure you get a nice little employee All right, discount. We'll, we'll get you a Red Rider BB gun. Jesus. Casey <laughs> <laughs> Red Rider. Hit, hit, nudge, nudge. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'll get you one of those packs of like uh, 5,000 BBs. And, uh, oh, you, my God. I'd have so much fun. You would not believe how many uses one of those things has around the house. Oh, mate, squirrels, lizards. Muscovy ducks. If you're, if, if you're just trying to uh, yeah. if you're trying to nudge them out of your yard, you know, I, man, I don't know. Okay, I'll tell you. When I built the when I built the, the when I built the monster sand. Wait, disclosure. Do not do this at home. Do not try this at home. I'm not going to say that. We are not trained professionals. I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. But when I built the super uh, awesome sand uh, pile, uh, you know, sandbox yeah. in the backyard around the tree underneath it, where they were in the shade and it, it was, was so gorgeous. Pretty. It was gorgeous and all this. You know, there's like nine inches of just pure white sand. Cost me a fortune. <clears throat> you want cats? Build a sandbox. Oh, you'll have every cat in the neighborhood. Every cat in the hood decided to come and just, they, I don't, man, they just love it. It was the bougie sand. It was the bougie litter box. That's what That's it was. That's exactly what it was. So <clears throat> it only took about three times for me to sneak out the back with that Daisy Red Rider and give a little whapank on the, on the tail section of said critters that as soon as I would even uh, turn the knob <laughs> on the door, I could see them through the window. They were gone. They were gone, gone, gone. And and I loved that Daisy Red Rider because they would go across the ditch and they'd get on the other side of the fence and then they turn and look at you like, oh, okay, what are you gonna do here? Yeah, hold on. Yeah, Pop. watch watch this. Tink, give it a little elevation, launch it, get close enough to where it gets lands in the grass next to them. They keep right on going. So what, like, you gonna stop after forty yards? Oh uh-uh, boy, you still in my crosshairs. It's all good. <laughs> But that's awesome. Roaches in the garage? Come on. It's there's oh, no that's that's like live target There's no right there. better there's no better target practice than that. That's why I loved when they came out with like Airsoft. Airsoft became real popular oh, for a yeah, while. Yeah. Those things are awesome. And I'm talking like full blown wars. We lived in a uh my we worked for my mom and dad worked for a company that you could they had like company housing. 
And when we left the company housing, we spent like an hour just cleaning up BBs from just the random moors we would have inside. My <laughs> All dad, over. oh yeah, my dad would like bust through the door like some kind of like action movie and just start shooting everybody. Six millimeter pellets everywhere. You know what we should do? I mean, we always talk about guns and everything. We need to come up with the big and wild paintball tournament. Yeah. Oh. I'm not playing that anymore. I got oh, I got a buddy of mine that's a he's a legit coach and my best friend. He, Is he, he really? Yeah, he does. And he's a, not just a coach, but he's a referee for like some of the big games up north and stuff. They used to travel all the time. Dip, so dodge, duck, and dodge. Let's do it, man. Nah, my, my glory days are way way be, past. You could be the sniper. You're the you commentator. Now, Dean Earl was always the sni- was the sniper. How many grown men would be like, dude? Especially the guys that listen to this show. Yeah. Say. Let's if we're gonna do a big and wild paintball tournament, it'd be I the worst. It'd be the worst one ever. Why? <clears throat> a bunch of middle-aged old guys running Who around cares? out there uh, pulling and, hamstrings and, and uh, getting yeah, we're, shot. We're really doing it just to get drunk. <laughs> no, That's true. No, we didn't drink while we were out uh, there, well, man. But look, we're doing it wrong. <laughs> you don't have you don't have to play. We'll set you up in a booth. You just commentate. Sure. It's a live show, it. call by call. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'm playing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this will be it right here, <clears throat> and they're off. And they're done. (laughs) (laughs) That was an awesome game, everybody. Uh, Thanks for coming by. We really appreciate it. And speaking of that, we're going to go ahead and take a break so that we can go wipe the paint (laughs) off our faces. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Good morning and Merry Christmas to all and to all a good day. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brady Gunn, Vince Noble, and uh, Slick hanging out with you on this early Saturday morning. Uh, Bill George is out tractoring around on his brand new tractor. Uh, she thinks he's tractor sexy, and he's out there proving it. He's out there uh, cutting up and getting out on the property and doing some wonderful, magical things. So. That is a vision I don't want in my head on Christmas morning. <clears throat> Bill George out uh, tractoring? He said, thinking his tractor sexy. No. Stop it. I Can you see him in the Daisy Dukes and he's like laying up across it on the front? <laughs> I said, she thinks my tractor's there. Oh, okay. God, right. don't you listen to music at all? I, I mean, know. yeah, but. Well, before uh, we took the break, we got into the great uh, paintball debate. And uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm I think one, it's I think it's a thing. I think uh, you just don't want to do it. I, I think it's a great thing. I'm one of those, uh, you know, individuals. I'll be the first one to go. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm probably out on that one. But oh, when me and but when me and Vince do it and it turns into a hit, yeah, no, I thought it was a great thing all along. No, I'm glad we it. did this. Nah, two back surgeries and uh, you know, no one says you have to play. Like, uh, you know, you could be the coach. You could be the general. You could be the commentator. You can't do that. You can't put me on, dude. We had one of the hottest paintball teams in the entire state of Florida. Used to coulda. Yeah, used to coulda, and I'm I'm be the first one to admit it. I can show you the pictures, man. I mean, uh, me, we had me, uh, my buddy Dean Earl, JJ, Do. I mean, we had, uh, the name of our team, of course, was Psycho Tribe. We had paintball fields in Florida that would call us and make us come out there to be the bad guys against a 20, in a 24-hour game. We would literally show up in the mobile studio from the radio station <laughs> We had our own CO2 tanks, everything refillers. We'd buy paintballs by the case. We had literally cases and cases of paintballs, which used to always make me mad because our P. Shearer was made right up the street from the radio station. It still is. They make vitamins and all this other stuff right up the street. But you couldn't buy it directly from the factory yet. We had to buy them in bulk from some place up in Wisconsin and have them shipped out. I was like, so you're going to ship them from five blocks away from the radio station to Wisconsin <laughs> and then ship, ship them back. back. That's silly. So uh, to add to the aura of mystery, we would never hang out with the other paintball teams. As soon as the game was over, we would all literally single file go back into the mobile studio, which is a big buy box truck with you know dual air conditioners and all that stuff and everything else in there. And we'd all go in there, get rehydrated, change our clothes, our camo and stuff, and come out as like a brand new team every after each and every game just about. So these people are like, who are these guys? You know, where would they come from? And and it was like, we're the same guys. There were literally times where we were the only people left on the field. In the woods, 40 acres, whatever. I we say had, prove it, bro. Yeah. 
Uh, you don't even have to prove it, but I think this is a great, like, this is going to be the charity event of all charity events. We were, the, we were the first ones. We were before Delta Force and the Navy oh SEALs. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, now, now I'm still, uh, now starting to call you're, BS. You're pulling strings now, buddy. 1980s. Do we got to get Burkett back in here? 19, uh, into the 1990s, we were the first ones that had Vox headgear talking to each other on the field so that we all knew where each other was, okay? Before Delta, before Navy, before anybody else had it, where they were all be able to communicate with each other on the battlefield, we already had it. And we also had heat detectors. Come on. on. Stop it. Yeah, I'm calling BS. Call me what you want to. Get, get Dean Earl on the phone. We had heat detectors on the front of our paintball That's why guns. they won. Y'all, that, that's like cheating. You're going up against like high schoolers that are just out there to have a little bit of ROTC we fun. We were not there to lose, my friend. <laughs> why do you think they called it's it like Psycho watch, Tribe? It's like watching the movie Predator. Man. Yeah, and, exactly. And we all wore the same thing, so you didn't know who's there. We had uh, camo pants, black t-shirt with white lettering. So that you could see us plainly. You took the fun out of it. We took the we had where you could see it. We we're not hiding. I mean, we would hide, but I mean, you could see us. We were not trying to put leaves. Oh, now Dean Earl did. Lee, he was a sniper, so he had uh, the Bushnell. He had the uh, the Bushnell with like a twenty six inch barrel. That sucker, man, he was deadly accurate with that thing. What was your uh, What was your your shooter name? Um, Braden. I had, you know, actually, everybody on our team, everybody on our team. Had the code name Dicky. So if you were in the woods and you heard somebody, you know, rustling Great, around I'm or something, running around the woods looking for a bunch of. So if you, <laughs> so if you had somebody, <laughs> if you had somebody running around or, or crawling through a ditch or something, and you would just kind of go, Dicky. And if they went, yeah, then you knew it was one of your teammates. If they went, what? You light them up. But now I'm just going to tell you, this is the truth. They developed a heat detector that they sold to hunters so that you, when you lost your game at night, you could go out and you could pan around with this thing and find your downed game, right? That makes sense. Well, we bought those, taped them to the front of our guns because they'd vibrate <laughs> in your hand. They didn't make a noise. They didn't like dee, 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 dee or anything like that. As you swept, it was like a metal detector. And when you hit a heat source, it would vibrate. And if we would pass it, it would stop. So on 24-hour games, we're also playing at night. So we went out, bought the heat detectors, and you could basically walk through the woods and just sweep back and forth. And when it would start to vibrate, just get on and just start lighting it up. And if you had somebody start firing back, then you flanked them, but anything, and it was a done deal. It killed them all. Yeah, that sounds like you guys were just bullying kids. So then, <laughs> I know, right? to make things even worse, not only did we have Vox where we could talk to each other, we had the heat detectors. A gentleman on the team whose uh, father shall go unnamed also worked for the military. So he procured 20 sets of night vision goggles for us. Oh, my Lord. Stop so it. So we would literally be out there where the old-fashioned, you know, dual-eye night visions where you had to you know, have a switch on the side. On, yeah. So he, that's why he won. It wasn't because of his skill, his team skill. No, they were just like loaded down with all the equipment. Yeah, that's why I go say that to a seal. That's why you guys always win. You got all that Yeah, because we own the, Yeah, exactly, because we own the night. Well, so did we? We well, You're you, paintballing you, against high schoolers. <laughs> well, no, we were paintballing against guys who were uh paintball players. I mean, about, these guys I mean, were good. It, really seriously though. All right, so you don't want to play. But what if we actually made this event, made an event out of it? It's like a big for, charity for, event. And do a veterans event. We can have all the guys that do all their pig rubs and barbecues come out. We can have Bill Burkett come out. I mean, all, all these all these military guys that we know. Set it up, I'll show up. All right. Uh, of course. Set it up, Slick. I'll show up. All right. Well, uh, yeah, look, when do we Let's want do to do it? it? Yeah, we got to do uh, it next year, like right before it gets hot. I think it's a great a- idea. A- April? Yeah, yeah, April, April would be good. April would be a good time. That's turkey season. You can count uh, Bill George out and uh, half the other guys. Well, Bill couldn't even show up for Christmas. We'll we'll uh, call a rain check on him. <laughs> oh, I mean, uh, that would be fun to watch and uh, watch uh, everybody come in and uh, make sure ambulances are, ambulances are standing by. Defend yeah, for him. Now, here's the thing. We don't have to go to a course either. I mean, how many people we know have property? Yeah. We can actually do a, like, ops operation. Yeah, like, we cord on and off and just, like, let them all in. Okay. All right. You'll see. It's not as easy as you think. Dude, Why do you think there's not that many paintball fields left around what, anymore? What did I do for a living, man? I, I did events. I had a golf tournament event. I, I had a golf course 
let me turn their course into a glow-to-dark golf event. Oh, that'd be awesome. Dude, I, don't, so I, don't, I don't know how many hardcores are left. I know everybody nowadays that I that I meet and I talk to about paintball, they're all wanting to play speedball, which is what we used to call it when you're on a <coughs> when you're on a field and you have all the inflatable you yeah. know, barricades out there. So you come out. We and you, played in the wood, wood, that's woods. That's what I'm saying. Let's play I in mean, the woods. Yeah. And then you do the woods. You play, make it either like <laughs> capture the flag, last man standing. Like there's all sorts of events you can do. Braden's new team would be the replacements. <laughs> it, it, it could be. I, I mean, dude, we were when we, we when we talk about hardcore, we went we're we're stupidly hardcore paintball players. We would play against each other. We would divide up in teams, and we would go down, drive down to Manatee, and play at night uh, in the Orange Grove that was out by our Dove Field out there. And uh, the way we differentiated between who was on whose team is we'd buy the silent sticks, you know, the, the break glow-in-the-dark right, sticks, right. and you'd have red and blue, and you would take black electrical tape, you'd snap it, get it going, and you would tape it all the way on your barrel so that you couldn't see the color except for the very tip. So it was like a muzzle flash. So you had to run with your hand over the end of it, and then when you went to shoot, you took your hand off and so you could actually see where the person was. So it would be like a muzzle flash. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's pretty dope. So, so we, we'd be out there at night, and you'd be you'd hear somebody running. This is you know pre night vision. So uh, you know you hear somebody running, and you literally had to just kind of like have your hand over the end and have the gun up ready to go and wait. And then when you saw them drop their hand, if it was the opposite color of you, you know you let go and da 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 and started firing. How many times did you shoot your buddies? Well, we killed each other all the time. <laughs> we played against each other all the time. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. How many times that you pull your hand off that and you shoot and you accidentally no, shoot somebody I, with the same? I don't think we ever did. I, I will tell you that uh, uh, one time I got between uh, Dean Earl's mask and his the bill of his cap, shot him right between the eyes, and that dude had to <laughs> walk around. I mean, we were For in a, a barn. Week. We were fighting from barn to barn, and... Um, I spun around the corner. I had a Rapide, which was a pistol with a 16-inch barrel that shot way over the, the, the limit. I mean, it was shooting almost 700 feet per second. I mean, seriously. Wow. And when it fired, it literally sounded like a gun going off. And um, if you were out in the heat, of course, that CO2 was getting hotter and expanding, so the it would, the speed would actually increase the longer you're out on the field. But I came around the corner, and Dean spun around. It was like in a movie. He turned around to shoot, and I went kaboom, shot him right between the eyes under the bill of his cap, <laughs> between his goggles and his cap. And he had the third eye for about two weeks. That's hilarious. But My. the best one, too, is JJ and I came around the corner from each other, and we both fired at the same time, and my entire world went pink. <laughs> because he shot me in the goggles between the eyes, literally. And and when I took my goggles off, he was just taking his off because his was blue. We both shot each other the literally time. at the same time, right between the eyes. And we were just like, that was awesome! Uh, that was when we were playing the old Capture the Flag versions. But I think one of the funniest like headshot stories was my, my aunt had one of the CO2 pistol ones. And these things, you like... It, one of the larger little like mini CO2 tanks, mm -hmm. this thing used to sling some rounds. And my cousin was like talking like mad crap to her. He's like, you won't do it. You won't do it. And she put the gun right up to his forehead. Very dangerous. Oh, Don't do this at home. That's not and, good. and she's oh, like, off. Uh, she's, it, he called her, uh, he tried calling her bluff and she was like, all right, blam, knocked him unconscious for at least like 20 minutes. It was oh, hilarious. <laughs> that's not good. Mine started out that way. The old, uh, <clears throat> the old Rapide um, used a little uh, cartridge, the little 12-ounce cartridge, and then it had a little short barrel on it, and it had a little, like a, almost like an empty cigar tube that would go on the side of it, you yeah. know, and it would only hold like maybe eight or ten balls. When I first bought that gun, that's what it looked like. Then I started looking into aftermarket stuff, and I found a 16-inch barrel that would fit into it and fit it. <laughs> then I uh, put an adapter on it so that it would allow a hopper, and then there was also an adapter that would let you put a standard bottle underneath it, a twenty, a big bottle underneath it. You had to put it in there where the CO2 was and then connect it and do that. So you could run, and the bottle was underneath your forearm, and you could hold it. It was almost like a brace. <clears throat> that's kind of cool, actually. And, I feel uh, like he's the guy that's got like a bottle opener on his rail next to the flashlight next to oh, the coffee sure. warmer I'm on sure. his <laughs> AR. <laughs> But that that gun, the bad part about it was there was no regulator on there. There was no way to check the speed. And I I got pulled off the field a couple of times where the officials would go, I need you to go chrono that thing 
there's guys coming off the field and they're bleeding. And I'm like, okay. And I go over and it'd be like, pow. And they're like, dude, this thing's just under 800 feet per second. I think it was like 200. supposed to be like 200 and something. Uh, so but, what we should do then is after the holiday's over, let's you're yeah. on, do on your social media. I'll go on mine. We'll go on the big and wild. Put it out there and let's because yeah, let's, feelers. Well, yeah, test it out. I think it is. It's definitely one of those things that it, uh, paintball tournaments, airsoft tournaments, all those things that they're still happening. Is he is he worried about you over there? No, I'm, I'm looking up. I was looking at a picture of uh, the rapid <laughs> so that I could show you what it looked like. That uh, this is this what this is what it looked like right there. Oh wow! But mine had a longer barrel and it wow. had a tank on the bottom of it. C C C C C. Yeah. So I can run. I can hump and jump with this bad boy. All right, we got to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by our good friends at Brandon Ford. Stay right there. Merry Christmas. Keep opening some presents. We'll be right back. Malakalikimaka is the thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land. Said the night wind to the little land. Welcome back. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors Do Saturday morning I edition. Uh, welcome into Paintball Talk. Uh, You're just mad. During the breaks, it was. Uh, no, you know what? I, if I knew it was coming and I had some time uh, to get in a little bit better shape so that I know I'm not going to blow my spine. We haven't even decided on when we're going to do the event. We were talking about April. Drink some egg shake, she'll be all right. Really, go go over to Siberia wow. and work out in the snow. That's wow. uh, big and wild. Braden Gun, Vince Noble, and Slick hanging out with you. Bill George is out tractoring today, so he did not get to show up today, which I don't Probably had a lot of presents, a lot of making up to do because, you know, he's got uh, lots of kin well, he's got out a- there. He's got to give every gift he can to FWC so he can get that gag grouper limit. <laughs> <laughs> He's out there wheeling and dealing with the boys. But All right, so real quick, when would you want to do it when you need to be in shape? Give us a time. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, 2029, 20, somewhere around there should be a <laughs> well, good time for me. We ain't got that much time, bro. Sure you do. We're all good for that. I'm telling you, you're, you're going to get hits on this. Once people hear all about this at paintball tournament, they're like, man, that would be good. And you think about it, you get all their kids. We've got so many great sponsors of the show already. You do not want to go against kids. You Why? do not want to go. Oh, they'll murder you. No, you no they a, won't. You have a kid's version in the morning, and then the big boys play in the afternoon. Yeah, well, th- nah, you want to nah, do that? You, you let them mix it together. You get, you know, a dad and son team out there. Nah. Imagine. Nah, because if you pop the kid and then dad gets mad. Nah, I've, been, I've, been on, be I've been on the other side. When we started, we were really, really young and we had old guys that would show up thinking they still had it and uh old guys would also be the ones who uh seem to lose their temper a lot quicker and you, you're old guys and, uh, <laughs> and then no we were the younger kids no and, we're saying now you're now the old you guys. you are old guys now why do you think i voluntarily decided to uh, backed out of it because i don't want to be that guy I'd rather I'd rather have the memories of what I used to be and all that kind of good stuff. Can't beat a champion if you don't play anymore. He doesn't want to come out of retirement. That's yeah, exactly exactly. What it is. Leave a champion. You don't see Brett Favre going. You know what? I think I'm going to go we ahead and did. go back. We did. That's what happened to the Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, now he does copper commercials and he's making, making stupid money. So. Zillion dollars. But uh, I was that guy. We were the young team that was against the older guys who thought they still had it, and it was embarrassing. Because we would just literally wipe them out in like a matter of minutes. All right, well, and, we'll, we'll, uh, see. we'll see. So if you're gonna do it, you need to have age bracket type things where you know, okay, uh, you go against 16 year olds, you're at your butt's grass. No, so, I don't. Th- so. I don't think so. Yeah. I, I guarantee well, you. Well, you're I, still you're 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 in training. You're, you're young, still in the bro. military for God's sakes. You, you know they haven't kicked you out because your belly's over your belt buckle. You're like 24, aren't you? No, I'm 29. I'll be I'll be 30 here in like two weeks. Yeah, but you you weigh what? 64 pounds? Come on, man. I mean, seriously. I don't know what scale you've been weighing yourself on, but we need to get it fixed. I lost weight. <laughs> I'm on that liar scale. They keep telling me I'm over 200. What the? There's no way I'm over 200. Uh, but listen, if you do want something that you can do with the entire family and actually have a great and wonderful time, mark your calendars. It's right around the corner. The fourth annual Florida Wild Turkey Extravaganza is happening on February 5th. It's going to be out at the beautiful True Heart Ranch out in Webster, Florida. Maybe a place where you can hold a paintball tournament. Uh, so uh, they got a bunch of cost, uh, custom call makers out there, some of the finest around the area in the state of Florida and the southeast. 
lots of artists, lots of uh, authors that write, you know, turkey hunting books and tips and stuff. It's a great place to go. Bring the family out in out in the woods, out on a beautiful ranch. Enjoy the day. Get a little education out there when it comes to turkey hunting, and then maybe pick up a couple of really nice calls. It's, we, it's we should really we should place. roll out there after the show. <clears throat> Today? No. Is it in February? It's February 5th. That's what I'm saying. We're going to be a little early. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not today. We'll get a good parking spot, I can tell you that. Uh, but it's going to be a good time. Fourth annual Florida Wild Turkey Extravaganza, Saturday, February the uh, 5th at the True Heart Ranch. And the other one that I wanted to get in, at least in the first hour, was, uh, of course, our friends uh, uh, Toby Benoit and the whole gang. They're having their second annual uh, squirrel hunt event that's happening up around Brooksville. That'll be a fun day. Uh, if you want to uh, take your kids and grab a couple 22s or a 410 or whatever it is you feel comfortable out there in the woods with, then uh, by goodness, get out there and do your thing because it's going to be a good time had by all. And I think that uh, there's a lot of money involved. A lot of money involved. Talk, talking about Toby, this guy, he's such a clown. He sends me a message the other day, and I'm at work, and he's like, bro, I just dropped the hammer on a monster. And he's going on how big this thing was. And he goes, you want to see the picture? I'm like, yeah, of course, because he's always sending me a picture of all his shots and everything. This clown sends me a picture of a hammer literally on top of a monster energy can. <laughs> Aye. I'm like, Toby. We can't we, we can't be friends anymore. I'm like, I'm like you got me uh, all worked up. Roped you right into that one. Oh, he's a hook, line, and sinker he's, on that. I'm like, seriously, man, come on. He's always done that. He's always posted things up where he's talking about, uh, you know, some misery thing that happened in his life, and it's always a punchline at the end, and, and that's why I don't drive a Ford. You know, I mean, it's like right. one of those things. He, uh, he's always posting those kinds of uh, dealio things. I'm trying to find all the information on it. I thought I had it right here in my hands, but I don't. Do you have it? Nope. You don't. You don't have it at all. Nope. Okay. I know it's February. Yes, and there's, February. Yes, that narrows it it's down. Twenty-five bucks a uh, team. I got it. February nineteenth, uh, second annual squirrel hunt. It's uh, two-person teams. Twenty dollars per team. Uh, there's a $5 side pot for the biggest squirrel. That is optional. You do not have to be involved in that. And uh, it could be father-son, mother-daughter, mother-son, father-daughter, you and your best buddy, to whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter if as long as it's two teams to get out there and do it. Each team will weigh in their top five squirrels. Top five squirrels, okay? <laughs> and they have to be shot that day. So you can't well, have one in the freezer. You can't have one that you've been uh, feeding in the back. Well, I guess you could have. What one if I been. had? What if I went up north and shot it at twelve oh one p.m. or a.m. Yeah, I'm going up where the cam's at. Because have you seen these things that yeah, are on there right giants. now? Contact Michelle at three five two five eight four one two seven six, and she will answer your questions. I mean, is there a, a range I can go, and how far? I'm thinking like a fishing tournament. I can't go past Boca and past Crystal River. You know? Three five two five eight four twelve seventy six, and she will answer all your stupid questions. Uh, These are legit questions. They're, you're just exactly. mad because you didn't think of them first. So, uh, from what I understood from Toby, it's anywhere in the state of Florida, or I mean, if you, it's like the St. Pete Open. There are people who fly over to the West Coast and shoot fish over there, and fly back over in time for weigh-in. So we so. do know a guy that has a plane. Uh, well, I think we're going to win this one you now. Think, you think you're going to get up there and get them big fatties that we have on the uh, corn feeder uh, in Iowa? Uh, we do know how. He, he brews a great beer, too, and he's got a plane. <laughs> I don't know if he's got a jet. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know how far. Uh, I don't know where that is. Well, we can rent so the jet. Can, he can fly it, at least. That would be easy pickings. That one there, I'd have to pass on. That boy's a little thin. No, that's the one in the back. Yeah, there's one in the back that's a big Buddha. I tell you what, when the big red squirrels show up out there, it really makes you realize just how small a gray squirrel actually is <laughs> and why you get to keep so many of them to eat. I think there's a red, a red right there in the back. You may not be able to see him without your bifocals there, Ben Franklin, but... he's on the. How can you see that in a giant on the other side of a pile of corn? Because it's bigger than the other two. <laughs> uh, well, each team will weigh in their top five squirrels. First place is 50% of the payout. Second place is 30% of the payout. And third place is 20% of the payout. And uh, it's going to be happening up in Brooksville. They're going to be having uh, the weigh-in at the Cowboy Church there. I don't have the address for it. 
But I know that if you go look on Facebook or social media, you can find the second annual squirrel hunt. It's Saturday, February 19th. And from what I understood, Bill George went last year, and he said, dude, it was phenomenal. They could not believe how many people showed up for the first annual. So this one's going to be a madhouse. I know Toby called me actually the day of. He's like, dude, you guys got to come out here. Uh, it's it's crazy. It's crazy uh, out there. Unfortunately, I was on the water that day. I couldn't go. You know, and, and every year we always talk about the big squirrel fest that happens out in Arkansas, which was started about basically the same way. It was a couple of guys who would show up and they would share recipes for squirrel. And they started like, you know, hey, Vince, you bring your thing. Uh, Slick, you bring your thing and we'll cook them and we'll sit around. And then all of a sudden, it's like the old uh, shampoo commercial. They tell two people, then they tell two people. Next thing you know. It's turned into this worldwide squirrel cooking competition, the giant squirrel cook-off. Every year where like 50,000 people show up over the course of each day. It is crazy. It kind of sounds like two guys talking about a paint tournament for charity, a paintball tournament. Yeah, it's like, where does that sound familiar? I don't know. I just, you know, losing a spine for charity is just not in my book. I'm just saying. Anyway, <laughs> so if you're looking for that one, uh, go uh, check on Facebook. The second annual squirrel hunt competition tournament. Get in while you can before the aunties get in there and go, you're exploiting little tiny rodents for profit and gain. <clears throat> it's kind of like what we had to do when we explained the, the panfish challenge. This is different than a bass tournament. This is different than a tarpon tournament. This is different than a redfish tournament. And the difference is, is not only do you win, but you get to take them home and you get to eat them. And that's the best part, man. Every tournament you go to, you have to like, even like the, the Great American Grunt Hunt, you know, you get all these big old grunts and they keep them. Yeah. But they're also cooking them and you can go buy a plate for 10 bucks. Ah, well, now you're exploiting my hard work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, <clears throat> the squirrel the squirrel competition, same way. You keep them, you weigh them, you take them home, you skin them out, and you put them in the pot, put them on the grill, put them on the barbecue, whatever you want What if you, you don't know do. how to skin them out? Will there be somebody there to skin them out for you? I'm sure there I, I guarantee you that if you walked up to Toby Benoit or any other guy wearing camo and says, could you show me the easiest way to, to skin this thing? You'll learn 50 different ways to do it. That's <laughs> where so you go up there with like a business skin. I'll skin your squirrel for you. Five, you know, $5 a squirrel. I, I'm Now there's a legitimate money maker right there. And I used to tell Glenn that all the time. I'm like, you're over here with that electric knife, and you got 75 boats of people over here with uh, almost 50 or 30 or 20 or whatever <laughs> a a brim of over here. Dude, I'd do it for $10 a bag, fill them up with an electric knife, make that money, and then donate nah, it back. That's a, that's, a lot, that's a lot of flame, man, even with an electric knife. That's yeah, a lot but of you, get, you get a few people. You get a, t- a mobile exactly. table out there, and that's all you do. And you, you make up all that money right there. You can give like a good chunk of it back. To, you give at least 50-50 right back there. To back the to the charity, and you keep 50 to help uh, to come back next year. To replace your knife that you wore. Have <laughs> 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 uh, you ever seen Glenn? Glenn is, uh, my boy is fast, man. He can go through them I'll pretty what, quick. Well, that year we I came out to uh, the church that he does all the... Where we had the squirrel oh, the for the cooking, first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cooking. Yeah, the that countryside, boy, the wild game dinner. That boy, man, he was just frying up some fish. Yeah. It was amazing. He does a good job. That's where I, I took Leslie one year, and she's like, I'm not a big fish person. And as soon as she ate crappie, she was like, oh, yeah, I can eat this all day. All right, we're going to go take a snack out of the machine. We'll be right back. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Brandon Ford. Merry Christmas. We'll be right back. Jingle bells ring, snowing and blowing, a bushels of fun. Now the jingle hop has begun. Oh, jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bells chime in jingle bell time. Dancing and prancing in jingle bell square. In the frost. 